Well, what an evening. Finally getting home from dinner. Went on a little bit longer than I thought it was going to, but uh, not a problem. Former colleague, uh, she's uh, actually transferring down to Hong Kong, taking up a uh, position in a different company. Uh, so it's uh, it was good to meet up finally. Actually, it was the first time we've ever actually met because we mostly uh, uh, had uh, reconnaître on uh, reconnaître met online. And uh, yeah, she's uh, taken up a new pos uh, position in Hong Kong, so it was kind of neat uh, to hear about how she was uh, making the transition over there and uh, what, she what she sort of expects from the new job and everything. So it's kind of exciting, kind of cool to, to hear these things happening. I was asked today, uh, you know, what are, what are some of the things that uh, you would... <laughs> you would have liked to know, have known, when you were in your early 20s, and I'm th trying to think back, way back then, uh, not so young anymore, but at the same time, not feeling so old. Uh, a lot of, In a lot of ways, I sort of actually look at myself, and I, you know, the way I feel, I, I almost think that I'm in better shape in some ways than I was way back so many years ago. I'm not going to give you the number, not at all. But back in my 20s, I'll tell you, there's there was one thing that sort of stuck out in my mind uh, of my early 20s. I was thinking, you know, of all the things that you think you can't do, you probably can. And of all the things that you have to make a choice of, you could probably do that and something else. And I mean, I was talking uh, to this, uh, this colleague, and former colleague, and she's in her early 20s. I'll tell you, you know, is it a choice between getting a job uh, or getting more education? Now, I almost would say just do both if you can. I mean, I know uh, academia and more education, it's a financial commitment. It really is. And it's a time commitment. Uh, and jobs, I mean, they're enticing because you can make your own money, pay your own way. At the same time, I mean, you still have to invest in education, in yourself. And in my experience, even as an English teacher these days, it just seems uh, I've been going on about this Delta diploma, the certificate, uh, for the last uh, little while. It just seems every three or four years, I'm upskilling. I'm doing something. I'm studying something different. I, I'm not sure. Would I lump... Apple Motion, Logic Pro into those. I guess I was starting to learn Logic Logic Pro. That's the audio editing program I use uh, for my podcasts. I started that a couple years ago, back in 2020. Uh, but I've, I've had it for years. But it just seems, professionally speaking, directly applicable to things that I, I, I do to earn a steady paycheck... I'm get I'm I'm pursuing more education every three to four years. That seems to be the cycle that I've seen. It's been on uh, ongoing for uh, as long as I can remember. Ever since I left university in my mid twenties. Again, not going to give you the number. Other than that, today was a productive day. Um, was at home. I did manage to do some. Chinese today. Got up early, did my workout, uh, which was great. I I kind of skipped Monday's workout. 
I did my sort of mobility work and a little bit of extra, but I didn't do my weighted run or anything like that. Just wasn't motivated. I got thinking, you know, what if, what if, what if. Mondays, I do afternoons. Wednesdays, Fridays, I do in the morning. So this whole idea of like, you have to get up at 6 o'clock, you have to get up at 5.30, I start wondering, well, do I though? Do I actually have to get up at any specific time? Or could I get up at uh, various times throughout the week? Uh, one second here. There we go. Out of that. Uh, but, I mean, do you have to, do I have to get up at the same time every day? Do I have to have that routine? Or could I change it up a little bit more? Uh, as in, like, you know, some days I am doing morning workouts and other days I'm not. I've, uh, there's been a few videos I've, I've watched uh, on YouTube that uh, people do talk about getting up early, but as they seem to get up, get on in the years, it seems that six o'clock is a, a good time to get up. Five thirty. I know Jocko Willink. He's a uh, ex Navy SEAL. He's pretty popular amongst uh, the podcasters. He gets up at four thirty. He he posts a picture of his uh, watch every morning. 4.33, he gets up and gets at it. Good. Get on it. Do it if you can. It might take me a little bit longer to reach that level or that sort of time to get up. By that I mean it might take me another six months to train my body to be able to get up at 5 o'clock or 4.30 in the morning. But I'll tell you, beating the sun getting up by the time the sun rises and now uh beijing i guess the sun the it starts peaking around peaking uh, peaking out of the uh, the horizon somewhere around seven o'clock or so and so being able to get up and finish my workout by the time the, the it's daylight in the most general sense of the word it feels pretty good and with that, like, I've tried this because I went for a walk instead. Like, I got out my apartment on Monday, went for a walk, and I was like, you know, this doesn't feel the same as getting the workout in. But what if? What if it was just part of the workout? Right, so Monday mornings instead, you know, you do your genteel mobility work. You do your gentle outside walking, thinking you know, because walking is a good time to think. You can't... I don't know about you guys. I can't think while I'm running. I can't think while I'm working out. It's... I'm thinking about technique. I'm thinking about safety. I'm thinking about, like, how many more rounds. I'm thinking about, like... What am I going to have for dinner? Or for breakfast? Or, like, when can I eat? How much water have I drank? I mean... Or my timing. Like, that's what I'm thinking about when I'm working out. I'm not, I'm not thinking about anything else... A workout is not a time to release any sort of mental buildup. It's an escape from the mental buildup. So going for a walk is a little bit different because you're able to sort of sort through some of the things, talk them out if you have to. It's better if you live in a country where no one understands what you're yakking about. But let's face it, you need that time to process those thoughts on your own. And a morning walk is, or an evening walk as well. Usually a pretty good time to get it done. I did manage to get some 
Chinese done today, which felt good. I started chapter 14 of the uh, HSK 5 books, and I just read the text. I didn't do the uh, chapter 13 practice test just yet. I will thinking I can get to that on Friday. Apparently I work on Sunday or Saturday, so I'll have to uh, sort of make arrangements for that. And then a cl again, class on Sunday. So, you know, Friday is my day off and I get busy again. Uh, but uh, I was able to do some, got some vocabulary done. I uh, got some, uh, uh, not, not too much, no, no grammar work done. But then some also some also reading. So it was good enough. It was productive. It moved me just a little bit further. And I'll tell you, looking at that book, looking at the the fact that I'm hitting chapter 14 out of the 18 chapters that are in that book, it felt pretty good. But all that being said and done, I'll tell you, I'm I'm looking at the rest of the books that I have to get done. Oh. Getting those done by the end of March would be very tough unless I were to double down on my efforts. Like, it used to be that I was doing a class, like a, a chapter every Tuesday, and since I missed yesterday because I was getting some other things done, whether or not I'll be able to... Like, how would I double down on that? It's a That's a very good question. It's a goal. It's something I can uh, sort of, certainly try to search for to, to try to attain, but... Yeah, 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 I'll tell you. I am proud that I am able to read the instructions in Chinese. I've, I've gone, I've made vocab lists of the necessary vocabulary, of the uh, words I need to know, and the structures that I need to know of the instructions themselves. So that to me is a bit of a success. Was also able to do a little bit of editing on uh, episode number 28 of my podcast. I was uh, putting together the final file. I had it exporting. It took me longer to export than I thought it would. Uh, but uh, that should... I was I was going to try to get it done today. I was like, you know what? I'm going to publish it, see how it sounds tomorrow. The sound... I'll tell you, recording it live on location, or on location, I should say, it, it was a little bit... Uh, it doesn't sound bad. You can still listen to it. It's not offensive in any way. It doesn't clip. It doesn't uh, sort of sound too muddled that you can't understand what's going on. But I'm trying to boost the levels just a little bit so it sounds just a little bit more crisp, a little bit more clear. It's a very petty, petty sort of aim. But I was thinking, you know, if you're going to have this thing in your ears, you want it to sound smooth. You want it to sound creamy you want it to sound you want it to sound good okay I mean you don't want clicks and clacks and pips and pops and all those things going on which is you know I mean that goes without saying but with a live location recording especially with just one microphone with the h4n I'm starting to think uh, it might be time that I have to upgrade my system just a little bit to actually deal with these sorts of situations wherein I can do locations or even on my own because usually what I do for the podcast if it's on zoom I'll take the zoom recording for my guest and then the h4n recording for myself and then that way it goes back and forth I mix them together 
and it gives a, a pretty good listening experience. But this one, all recorded on the Zoom H4N, which is this little handy recorder that I've had for years. It does a good job. It's just that it's very hard for me to ride the levels as I'm recording. So again, as a one-man show, I'm not gonna lie, it's, it's sometimes difficult to, to uh, do these things, but that's my responsibility. That's my job. That's not your job. I got it. I know. I hear you. I hear the criticisms. I hear the, the compliments. But that's what I'm working on. So that's a, trying to sweeten the audio a little bit. It's doing well. I, I, I think it was a great conversation. I'm excited to put it up. I'm excited to hear what you guys have to say about it. Uh, I think it is very informative um, with sort of what it's like to be uh, living here in Beijing in China at the time, uh, but also some of the other things that you're able to do other than just your job, right? I mean, we all have these uh, ideas and these wants, these, not even desires, but these wishes that we, we kind of hope that we can accomplish. And I'll tell you, traveling is one of them. Traveling is one of them. I think sometimes we forget that, that a lot of people would love to go traveling, but they don't for any number of reasons. And we, the expats, and I'm, I'm, I'm talking to you folks here in Beijing, I'm talking to you folks around China, anywhere, that, even the people who are not English teachers, who might hail from another country and are living in a different country, you're an expat. There are issues. But isn't that an, an experience? I mean, some of the people that you left behind may not have it as good. May not be able to make that jump for any number. It might be financial. It might be emotional. It might be familial. Who knows? Well, here, us expats, a lot of us in Beijing, it was by choice. We came here by choice. And we are looking at the opportunities that we uh, had presented to us. We took advantage of them. And now we're trying to make even more opportunities happen. And not just for our own benefit, but for the people around us. This year podcast is a case in point. I mean, it's not just for me. It's not just for my own record. So in 20 years, I can listen back and go, what the, f what was I talking about? You know, someone, when this pandemic is over, maybe if there's another one, five years, 10 years, who knows? They want to listen to this. What was it like back in Beijing? What was it like to be an expat? What was it like to be out there and not here at that time? That's what this these podcasts are for. This is what this daily audio blog, blog is for. Jeez, I forgot to introduce myself. <laughs> Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. I am Stephen Sersky. Thanks for listening for this. Thanks for listening to this. And if you know anybody else, expat or not expat, someone who's interested in living overseas, who wants to know, like, what do you think, what's it like living over there? What's it like in China? Send them this podcast. This audio blog is exactly about that. It's about life overseas. It's about my own experience. I know it's very one-sided. But life is as life does. We're learning, I am learning, and the people I'm talking to they're learning as well. I mean, a lot of them know English, international language as it is. So it's it, sometimes you have to remind yourself, I have to remind myself of this, that being an expat 
Is it a privilege? Is it a phenomenal opportunity? Can you even call it a privilege? Because it is just such a phenomenal opportunity that if sometimes when you come to that that jumping point, and this sort of was raised today when I was talking to this uh, uh, young lady, you know, there are moments where you can either keep on doing what you're doing and it's comfortable or you make that jump. It's scary. It's scary. It really is. And Can anyone tell you whether or not you're making the right decision or not? Honestly, you usually know the answer yourself and that's a cop-out. Because we don't know. You ask us, we don't know. Your friends aren't going to know. Your friends are going to give them, give you the advice that they sort of see as being the best thing to say to you at that time. But they don't know. What would they do in your circumstances, in your shoes? Uh, they might say one thing, they might do another. Would you recommend people to travel? Would you recommend people to come to China? Would you recommend people to go teach English or leave their hometowns, their home countries, and live in a different place for a little while? And not just a little while, what about emigrate? Would you suggest that? How? How would they go about doing those things? <coughs> it's still cold in Beijing. <laughs> it was warmer when I left earlier in the afternoon. It's pretty cold right now. But uh, it's, it's overall, it's, warm. it's supposed to be actually warming up for the rest of the week. I think the uh, snow, like a lot of it's actually melted. I'm looking at the ground now and it's, it looks a lot safer to run outside. I haven't been running lately just because with, with the snow and the ice. And I know they salt a lot of the, uh, the pathways here, but there's patches. And if you're going to run early in the morning, if I'm going to run early in the morning, 5, 30, 6 o'clock... You know, you, you hit one little ice patch, you go down, and that, that desire to conquer the world all of a sudden turns into a, you know, a broken leg or something. You, of course, you deal with it. You conquer the world in some other way, right? I you know, I get it. I get, the, I get the pep talk. It's about avoiding the injury. <laughs> it's about avoiding the, the, uh, the pain that doesn't have to be and finding another way to still attain those goals. Hump day already. Wednesday. Tomorrow i got to work. Folks, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks for listening. I appreciate it. I will have that uh, episode number 28 up uh, later on. Looks like it's going to be tomorrow evening, Beijing time. Uh, tomorrow morning, North American time. Hope you guys are looking forward to it. I am. I'm looking forward to have uh, been uh, publishing a couple clips on Instagram. You can follow my podcast. I do have an Instagram podcast page, and it's uh, Stephen Sersky Podcast. I know brilliantly named best naming scheme ever if you want to find me on instagram myself my personal account sersky steven i haven't posted in quite a while but i do post to the instagram stories those that's where i post the many blog posts that i write up for these daily audio blogs i put those on my uh, instagram stories feeds for you guys to take a look at you can also follow me on twitter the steven sersky if you find steven sersky that that account was hacked last year. I still can't get it back. It's tied to a phone number that I'm not even sure. I, I don't know how they, they messed up the phone number. I, I know how they messed up the phone number. They gave me the account back. I entered my phone number 
And then they said, well, that phone number is associated with a different account. I'm like, yes, they're both me. And I said some words that my mom would not like to hear. The Steven Sersky on Twitter. That's me. You can find me. I tweet out some wisdoms, <laughs> quips and quotes and everything. And, of course, I also uh, post out the links to this here audio blog and the other podcast I record. Folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Hope you guys are having a good week. Uh, staying safe out there, staying warm. And here in Beijing, I know it's going to warm up, so get those shoes ready. The 4x4x48 is coming up. Thanks for listening, folks. Show notes and tracks available on my website, stephensersky.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again. Bye-bye. As a bonus track, I haven't heard that sound since I've been in Canada many, many years ago. That's snow crunching under my feet. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye.